0: his name is heston blumenthal hello our captain on board another journey to the center of food i'm jay taylor your first mate for this adventure along with our navigator james winter and today we are getting nice and spicy as we dive inside one of our great food loves curry to explore the history science and romance of britain's favorite dishes So without further ado, let's give ourselves a rub down with a little warm scented towel and meet our chef for the day, Heston Blumenthal. Hello,
1: Heston. Jay, your intros are becoming even more creative. creative. Did you say a warm scented towel? As in the nice. ones that are served in Indian curry houses.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm glad it's not just my memory of it, because I was <laughs> thinking, what? because I've always remembered that. I was thinking, is it a planes or curry house? But they bring out the little tray, don't they? The gold tray, and you've got a warm scent towel, which you give you, you're never quite sure what to do. They're not warm either sometimes, they Oh,
1: and then they put, sometimes they put this, the scent in it, it means that your hands stink <laughs> yes. of something that's not in the dish. If you're not going to put it in the dish, or if it's not meant to go with the dish, don't put it, don't scent the towel with it. That's a very good point. Oh,
2: they sometimes put them in the microwave for about 10 minutes, so when you put them on your face, they take about 15 layers of skin <laughs> off with them.
0: Are they supposed yeah. to be... Are you supposed to do your face or your hands with them as well? I've never been quite sure.
2: Well, that was what I was going to ask. Uh, in, or, armpits. armpits.
1: How far do you go? <laughs> so, like
0: so that, I down. just
1: remember at the, at the, at the duck, years ago, we devised a hand wash for the toilets. So you could go and wash your hands. It was cucumber. And then you come back and you don't your hands don't smell of cucumber.
0: Oh, clever. So it's not going to affect your your enjoyment of the dish
1: yeah when you put when you when you put your hand to your mouth even with a with a fork or chopsticks if you've wiped it in dog poo for example yes
0: i'm not advised i would
1: suggest that potentially it might affect the flavor stroke taste of said dish yeah so hand towels about what are they (laughs) about if you want my last one the other thing is a funny one which is and then that's not so funny um, and that's more Chinese. Finger bowls.
0: Oh, for wiping your finger, washing your fingers in... With, a,
1: with lemon. Yeah, I don't like it. those. It's funny. And, and there's lots of stories about people drinking them. But I've actually never seen anyone drinking them.
0: I, You know what I mean? I, I think it's fair to say we're all big curry fans. probably a bit of all the Britain now. But yes. I love all the routine, though. Uh, I've been to some fancier places, like Michelin-starred Indian places, and it's wonderful. But I do miss some of the sort of slightly cliche chintz stuff, <clears throat> like the little, the little yeah. hand towels and the, the candle warmer things that warm the, the
1: Cliches plate. are cliches, because they're cliches, and they work.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: They yeah. work. Paisley wallpaper, uh, in, uh, Indian music of a particular type.
0: <laughs> yes, it is, isn't it? Uh, a beer the you warm- would never drink anywhere wa- else.
1: <laughs> yeah, the warming platters. Curry is so imbibed in British culinary history now, it is its own identity. People used to say, oh, that's not authentic, British yeah. curry. It's so authentic that in India now, is um, there are British curry dishes. Papadams didn't exist in India.
0: Really? I know someone like Tikka Masala, that didn't exist. I think that's the
1: one of no. the ones, isn't it? But I didn't know Papa and, and And curry houses are actually not in... Most of them are Bangladeshi. Nearly all of them are Bangladeshi.
0: So where did it all begin think, for Britain then? Because I know you, I mean, James, you've dug into the history a little bit about this and you know. Well, it. let me give it, I
2: mean, this. I was, I was only going to give you one perspective, which is, is, is you know, our relationship with, with Curry's you know, goes back before Queen Victoria, but Queen Victoria was kind of the touch paper for the nation where, where she became yeah. Empress of India in 1877. Although apparently she never visited India. I need to check that fact. She never visited and
1: she was, spoke fluent Urdu.
2: So she, she started to fall in love with the culture and the language and, and the food, which was being cooked for her in, in, you know, at home by various servants that she was given by various Maharajas of India to look after. So she became very familiar with the tastes and flavours of India. And obviously, as a result, the nation got wind of this and started to be interested in it. And then Charlotte's, recipe books started the, to appear. Yeah, became and, aspirational. Shirewood's
1: yeah. curry paste. She was given a man servant yes. by Raj. They made a film about this and she fell in love with him.
0: Yeah. And yes. cooked so, to her uh, curry.
1: So that's where it kind of began. And she ate curry every day for the last 12 years of her life.
0: To be fair, you would if you could. I think I would. I think that's amazing. Always. If I was the queen, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? That,
1: that's probably the biggest thing I miss in France.
0: What, a good curry? Yeah. Was there not much Indian immigration I've to... i uh,
1: whole France, but...
0: It's interesting, the food influences that come in.
1: The, uh, the East India Company, the Spice Roots. Yeah, They they had a bigger army than the British military. They were the most powerful army in the world, and they were a spice trading company.
0: You know what? I was talking to someone about this the other day, and I was saying, God, that's incredible that there was a private army that was bigger than the British army. Then I thought, you know what? If Amazon wanted to have an army... I'm pretty sure it would be the biggest army in the world, right? They've got that yeah, I agree. <laughs> In terms of clout, they could do what the hell the they want. And there's an
1: army. Yeah, the, yeah. Amazon or the Google Yeah, the Jeff Bezos
0: <laughs> Paratroopers.
1: Yeah. War on Drugs <laughs> Special Forces anti-terrorist squad Next day whatever delivery. you want to call it sorry James <laughs> sorry James done, go on go on keep going
2: well I mean, all I, I mean the first recipe for a curry apparently is before Queen Victoria so it's like 1747 in Hannah Glass's book so she yes. she spiced a, a, a mutton dish I think with, with peppercorns and things um, but, and slowly over the various editions you know, various other new spices were added as the growth of these spice roots started to develop and, and, and Heston's right I mean what it was about was about access to ingredients people wanted to these things, but they couldn't actually get hold of anything to, to get the flavors that they were reading about. So companies and roots and things started to develop, and and products were developed where spice powders were developed by Sherwoods and other people, which started to become paste, started to become sauces, started to become the home version of, of, of the curry that that we kind of know today. But alongside that, obviously, there was this immigrant population slowly growing in, in England, which was coming first from sort of the Punjab and parts of India, but then later through East Pakistan which then became Bangladesh, which is what Hester was alluding to. But most of the Indian restaurants, let's call them in Britain, up until at least the last 20, 30 years were in fact probably Bangladeshi in origin. So a lot of the dishes were were not Indian as such, but were were some version of sort of Asian food that we were becoming very familiar with. So our kind of experience of, of Indian food isn't particularly Indian at all, but it's very British and, and built up of that, that very unique relationship that Britain and India had. It's, British, it's British
1: curry.
0: Although it's interesting now, it seems to have gone slightly full circle because <clears throat> we love our curry so much. Just in my area around here, we have a Carolyn curry house, we have a North Indian curry house, and we're very aware now, when we go and dine there, the difference between the cuisines, which are now sort of coming back into vogue over here because we've sort of... The British curry mm. dishes, we're now like, oh, we've had that, but what, what's the next thing... Oh, I see. Let's go for the actual authentic, well, as authentic as it can be, or Indian dishes over here, but from different regions. And that obviously there's such a huge
1: variety. And in, in, well, in fact, in India, when you bed into it, there is regional curry, yes, and there are differences between the north and the south, and some of it is whether you're by the sea and the heat and the humidity and many other things. But essentially, if you if you zoom into it, the regionality is the hand-me-downs. So the family go into a village, has their own cult um, style, and then within the village, there are families that have their own style.
0: Now, I remember, I, I didn't make this show, but I remember watching when you were doing In Search of Perfection, you you start, you start got a, a, a mini digger and you ju- dug your own tandoor in the back garden tandor, of Fat Duck, didn't yeah. you? Talk to me yeah. about the tandoor and the role it has in Indian cooking and also your adventure to create one and the dish you were doing with it? Because I'm curious about this because I I watched it but I wasn't part of it so I'm interested in the journey you went on.
1: I'm not actually sure if the tandoor came before or or after the Japanese um, oven. There were probably many cultures that used less uh, wood. In fact Tandors used cow pats to start to set them up. And then what to start to, you... to build them or to, to set fire to them? No, no, to to set fire to them. Wow. Or some some of them did. The thing with the tandor is that one of the things is that you take it's bit it's a bit like a pizza oven, actually. That the heat Comes from the reflective energy in the stone. So when you make a naan bread, you slap the dough on the side of the tandoor. It's very hot.
0: Yeah. So I've always been curious about that. So, so the, it's not so much if you if you hung it in the middle, just on a piece of string or something, it wouldn't have the same. It wouldn't cook in the same no. way as putting it on no. the side. No. So it's the stone itself that's the hot thing. A bit like a pizza oven. Huh. Hmm.
2: But the air in, in, in amongst it gets hot which obviously, I guess we'll talk about this in, 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 a, yeah, this is, in a special
1: oven this podcast. This is special um, oven podcast. Tune in next week podcast. for the oven podcast, which Jay, I'm we're starting which to talk is, about. The air gets hot. Yes, that's it. Let's, let's park that one.
0: We'll park that till next
1: week. Coming up. Um, so, um, but I love there is something about the smell and the taste of fresh naan bread straight from the tandoor. Not three, four minutes later. In fact, I have my kids made naan bread i remember my son making a son and daughter when they were sort of eight and ten years old i took I took them to malik's in cookham which is my favorite indian restaurant
0: I, we went there once i remember yeah yeah you remember yeah, yeah fabulous
1: uh and they had them in the kitchen making naan the only thing is it's very hot so you have a long metal rod with a hook on it and also a pad that you slap the dough on the side with
0: i've watched them do that i'm amazed they don't burn their arms all the time though when they get when they even when they slap it on, do you think you're going to catch the rhythm? Prob-
1: yeah, they probably do. I mean, I can put my hands in boiling water, not for very long, but to to pick something out. I didn't realise it until I remember doing it once, and somebody looks at me as if I was mad. And I realised <laughs> I think I burnt myself so many times that eventually my skin just had up. developed into an elephant's skin.
0: <laughs> Your hands just went. Oh, fine. If you can yeah. insist upon doing it. <laughs> yeah. In terms of the, uh, I know what you mean about eating a naan. It's so good when you have it quickly. And this is one of the issues I have with takeaway curry. I love curry, but I would say it's, I know obviously we discuss this all the time, environment is so important. But there is also something about the fact that a number of Indian dishes, when you have them, or however long it takes to get to your house, 15, 20 minutes later, become quite a different thing. You know, not better or worse necessarily, but different.
1: I, I completely agree. They're not the same doesn't mean to say they're better or worse if you if you want to just have a takeaway and sit in front of the TV and watch a movie
0: yeah it's brilliant it can be fantastic but it's n- but it's absolutely not the same experience of having it in the in the restaurant so take me back in your cooking adventures to you, one of your first experiences cooking curry when you first started exploring a dish and really really looking into it where what was that
1: I'd have to go back a lot further than that because It was eating curry. And it was in the Wickham Tandoori in High Wickham, next to the law courts. (laughs) Um, I was probably somewhere between 10 and 12. Paisley wallpaper, uh, those uh, heating trays, and those metal, sort of copper metal jugs that had dents in them with water. Absolutely. Uh, And you could have things like there was always an English option.
0: Oh, yeah. Why? This is back in the day then. Where it was always- back in the and day. And chips.
1: And and chips. And chips. And I started with chicken, I think chicken korma. Of course. The great gateway curry. Yes. The, yes. <laughs> it, it's, the, it's, the, it's the key that unlocks the door. It is, isn't it? It is. But then the same curry house years later, I went to with mates after the pub. I have wonderful early memories of curry. And the first time I cooked a curry, in fact, was possibly for a TV show. And I did several TV shows on curry. One went went to Delhi looking at the origin of curry and chicken tikka masala and tandoori chicken. Did you? What was that like out there? When Did you go and try loads of... Well, it's very hot. Yeah. I mean, the temperature was very hot. <laughs> I remember that. And the kitchen was like 60-odd degrees. And the director gave me a paper chef's hat on purpose, which so it melted, dissolved in my sweat. Oh, lovely. Yes. Uh, and... Um, then there was also i mean there's a lot i've done then there was the there was the biryani one we did in bolton
0: yeah yeah
1: uh and i got awarded the the british curry awards which is was at the governor house or the dorchester the the Mm -hmm. national world ambassador for curry oh Sounds quite fun. Yeah, New random. World. Yeah, I didn't know that, James. Did you?
0: Why were you? Why were you no, given best possible, Why are we given that? And, what,
1: <laughs> and also, what what does it
2: entail? Does it entail to having to eat curry on a regular basis? A Do receptor? you have to speak publicly about your love of curry? What what's involved? Well, I I and, was. And can I be one? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm meant around. out.
1: I think from the TV, just from the TV stuff. From the TV stuff of celebrating the fact that curry became our national dish and looking into its um, history, the effect that Queen Victoria had, the relationship and connection between India uh, and England, although most curry houses are Bangladeshi.
0: What, in Perfection, was that the Sika Masala you did in Perfection? Yes. So this was, so for any of our listeners, In Search of Perfection was not your first TV outing, but it's what you probably all, the, the one that launched you on the BBC, and that was yep. about you taking an individual dish each week and then sort of yes. deconstructing it and reconstructing it in your own unique way. And I remember, obviously, when you were doing one of the pasta dishes, this was, you know, people... Back then, people didn't know how you rolled, so you you had, uh, God knows how many, but like 30 or 40 different types of pasta that you were boiling at different temperatures, different things, which is, we all understand that's kind of the way you analyse things understood
1: them and measured them It was the things. most overspent when they realised... <laughs> At one point, on it was it was pasta. They said, "You do know that you have." It's not the cost of the pasta; it's the film crew that has to film the testing of the pasta and <laughs> the time. Uh, and they were very polite, and they said that you have already gone through thirty types of pasta, which they film for experiments. Can you uh, please get us on move on? <laughs> yeah, over. Budgeted, uh, uh, over um, overspent, budget busting cook show ever.
0: Well, it's when they say, "We just want to film what you actually do." You're like, "No, you don't." (laughs) No, you don't. Which is
1: why, when you the times that when you've tasted something, and you're filming me, yes, and I look up to the left or the right, and I know you just want me to say something.
0: Yeah, anything I do. Mm, That's nice. That's horrible. No. Oh,
1: delicious. That rounds it all up and smooths it all out. See, it's not hard, is it? I love, yeah, it's not, it's, I started changing <laughs> frame.
0: I, every time you ate something, I would always change yeah. frame because I knew we'd need to cut because you'd take 10 minutes to have a think about it. And I was like, yeah, just like, why do you always change frame? It's because he's not going to say anything. For up to 10 minutes, he's going to actually think it about it. And one of our editors went, yeah. oh, that's good. He's actually thinking about what he's saying. I was like, yeah, I know. It's good, isn't it? There's a
1: universe. <laughs> I realized that there's a universe in my head body brain wherever it might be when i put food in my mouth so that um that quote from alice in wonderland i know something's going to happen but what i don't know <laughs> yeah and what am i searching for am i am i am i am i going on to a nostalgia a balance of spices textures i mean the list just goes on and on and <laughs> on but it's a tv show so yeah the, then we started to work much more efficiently when you just told me what you wanted me to say
0: it's much easier isn't it i mean i think we just yeah. <laughs> so yeah so on the tikka masala voyage of discovery is there anything that struck you or sticks in your mind of things you discovered along the way about that think certain ways you did things or certain things you weren't weren't expecting uh with, within that dish
1: no it was more about the fascination of the relationship between England and India and British curry and Indian curry, let's say. I learned a lot about the tandoor. Mm. Um, there was the use of yogurt uh, for curing chicken before you make the curry with it. Oh, oh my word, i just remembered something in Delhi. Walking around the spice market. So imagine this, in old Delhi, there's cows walking down the street. There's monkeys sitting on fences. Uh and there's a spice market. We go in the spice market, it's so hot. It's a low ceiling enclosed market. And sometimes I cough, I have esophagitis sometimes. It was so hot, these chilies, we were trying to film. I just remembered this.
0: (coughs) Oh, it was all in the air, right?
1: Yeah. So if anyone wants to try this at home, Take a pan, get it really hot. Get some dried chilies, chuck them uh, quite a lot, and chuck them in an absolute boiling hot pan in a relatively enclosed space. Yep, did it by accident the other day.
0: The whole house was angry at me. Right upstairs, everyone was angry (laughs) at me. Within about, I was like, "Oh, I forgot about that." Everyone
1: walked around coughing.
0: Yeah, it's amazing how it is. amazing, especially when you're standing above it. Even if it's, I think that's something in Britain as well. While we use spice a lot now. It it's still something that doesn't feel as natural in our normal cooking as it is when you go to places like that, where there is just piles of spice everywhere. People yeah. know how to use them. People go every day to buy them. Over here, stu- we stu- I don't feel, I don't know, you might disagree, but I don't feel we have that relationship with spice yet, where it's something we're just absolutely sort of natural at using.
1: There, oh, There's another, it's very different from French cuisine. The French do not understand... When they use things like quatre épices which is say four spices. A curry recipe can have thirty spices in it, and French people don't understand why you need that much spice. I remember judging the Rue Scholarship, sitting around a table with it was Gary Rose, Rick dine Michel Rue, Albert Roux, Brian Turner, and a handful of other chefs. And we were going through the recipes of the sort of it was the last round before the final one so there's 20 odd chefs looking at the recipes and there was this Indian guy Indian chef and I had to fight so strongly to keep him in too too many spices too many spices and in fact from him I did learn an amazing new technique so he ended up winning the Rue scholarship And he could have gone and done his stage anywhere in the world. He came to the Fat Duck. And he, I walked past his station when he was cooking. um, A station in a competition is, you know, your own little mini kitchen. Mm. He had a big metal tray. And he put a piece of charcoal in the tray with butter. Burning charcoal with butter. And uh, I think it was black. It was something really sulphurous.
0: So he put the butter on the the charcoal.
1: He made smoked butter from burning charcoal with sulphur. Now, if you smell the sulphur on its own, it smells like rotten egg. Yeah. And then he put this in the curry. It was amazing. Really? Was it It, strong? Did you not
0: even notice? Was it quite subtle?
1: Uh, Well, I noticed it. Whether I noticed it because I. Was so a ta- I was so taken back and surprised and amazed by seeing the process probably helped me notice it more. Was that an old-fashioned
0: technique, do you think? Or was that something... Was he, that modern Indian cuisine? Or was that a very well, he old... No,
1: said he got it from his family.
0: Yeah, that's what it sounded like. When you said it, I thought, oh, I bet that's something that's been handed down from his mum's mum. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, because that. But, the other, but a lot of the other chefs didn't understand that volume of spices was necessary.
1: How can you use 30 spices? This is not cooking. What? Wow. How long ago was this? This feels like a strange... I Uh, mean... uh, 15 years ago. 10, 12. But in France, and maybe this is one of... I I always think there's never never only one reason. One of the reasons why um, maybe curry hasn't taken off here in the same way, Chinese restaurants haven't taken off here in the same way, it's because French historical national pride in cuisine is pretty strong. Mm. Not, I think Italian is even stronger, and Britain Britain's cuisine has been much more multicultural. Yeah,
0: I mean certainly it comes uh, food, the, we yeah, have yeah, to left, yes. anything if it tastes good.
1: Yeah, because in the seventies it was so bad. <laughs> you sort of with true, actually.
0: start with a low bar and it makes you very <laughs> yeah. open to
1: new yeah. pres- <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and still now I still hear French people saying that haven't been to, either never been to London or haven't been for 10 or 15 years cannot believe that England Britain could actually be a place you could go to for an eating trip. They just don't I just think it's a it's <laughs> you're talking gobbledygook.
0: Still. That's crazy. Yeah, Especially amazing. Can, in any
1: of the cities. I mean, not just London anymore, anywhere.
0: You're gonna find such a myriad of interesting, different, unusual people trying new things. Um we can obviously hear Bash and Crash in the background, because you're in your lab, and I know that in your lab you've been working on the new cookbook. And James mentioned that you've been sort of uh, looking at curry and sort of delving into some of your curry memories as as part of that to instigate things why what what use have they been in terms of looking at curry as as, as something that can help? Well I
1: can say that we tested some of the what well, the book team over a week or so we did a podcast on the book in the book, we want to try and give people the opportunity. One is a doing and one is a being. One is linear, one is nonlinear. One embraces failure, the other one has fear of failure. One focuses on the journey, one focuses on the result. So, with the curry, we had a curry night. Oh, cool. Uh, we put some Ravi Shankar <laughs> sitar music on. Nice. Uh, and some, some other. Indian music. Um, But we were sitting in Provence outside with the crickets. Yeah. Did it work? Well, it did for me. I mean, the actual, the, 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 we had about five dishes. They were fabulous that it was, it felt like a curry night. So I think that the recipes um, dominated or were more, there was a bigger trigger Of my curry likings or memories than the crickets were.
0: Yeah, they overrode the the France. I've never I've
1: never heard crickets apart uh, apart from cricket. (laughs) I've never heard crickets, the insects, in an Indian restaurant.
0: (laughs) I bet you went in India in some places, right? I bet it'd be quite quite a soundtrack
1: to yeah. I wanted the curry night. I didn't want but it, it was wonderful.
0: And the fact you had five dishes is interesting because curry is one of those dishes, one of those things where mixing together dishes is great and works really well, and they all sort of speak to the same thing and kind of work together. Whereas often most lots of cuisines, that probably wouldn't be quite as good mixing together five or six
1: different yeah. dishes. The biryani, we made a biryani for one TV show, which was beer biryani. which was rice beer, but the biryani with the, were the were, um when Daniel went, put his, um, put his spoon through the pastry and, the, and that sound of the crust of the pastry and the smell that came out of it and the cauliflower curry. Uh, and then Daniel and Monia had a conversation about, you know, the little onion salad you get with poppadoms, yeah. which I love. They were doing a sort of posh play on that, which is pickled, maybe slightly fermented. They were having a very human doing discussion, James, you remember this about the um, the precision of the cubes of the cucumber and the vegetables in the liquid <laughs> it didn't it, it was delicious, but it didn't have anything any trigger to the onion salad.:
2: We had lots of wonderful conversations about all of it that night, and, and I think that was, that was the overriding memory of that yeah that experience for me is that you as Jay's pointed out curry night is more than just one dish with one thing it's an experience of lots of different things which trigger lots of different directions of, of thought and and certain things that people like in a different way is unique to them and and heston is very particular about naan bread i can testify to that um you know they were I literally was, rushed from me from the oven and man, it
1: was <laughs> yeah
2: and no one else was allowed to touch them <laughs> Well until Heston had chosen her oh, lot right and I didn't, and he's I like, I didn't know these as well. Roast was that and a conversation
1: <laughs> was that a conversation behind my back?
0: <laughs> no, I, it was H- just H- very Hester well. Wasn't I, I did not allowed I,
1: I, to. <laughs> Or no, no, did Hespin no, grab bit, no. first because he was a greedy so Well, I
2: think they were... No, no, they were very carefully placed in front of you for you to... It was interesting to watch. I didn't. I wasn't really aware of, of, of the process of making sure you get them within, like, 30 seconds of... Yeah, you know, we discuss it afterwards. But it was very clear that something was afoot in the serving of an bread. <laughs> it was interesting to observe... How you react around certain dishes, I mean that's just part of what the process of making the book is It's kind of you know watching your personality you know come out yeah. around certain foods and certain dishes that we've cooked Which together. I love so that's very I love discovering
1: i love to the piss taken out of me and and then discovering let's say one of my very few nuances subtle nuances that I might do um or say that could be toe curling and could be an opportunity to. Um, make laughter out of and discover something new about myself. I love that.
2: And he's right, though, they were blooming delicious, you know, straight away. They do, you know, they're still quite nice about half an hour later. I won't lie, I'm a bit of a naan bread, you know, I'm a doughboy. But uh, <laughs> they're not you know, good when they're sweating those takeaways, they, are, things, they, are, right? they are. When
0: they put them in those sort of sweaty.
2: No, but you can put them back in the oven. If you get your oven hot, I mean, Neston probably
1: has yeah, a technique uh, that, for this, that's I imagine. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, this and then they go into f- these plastic containers that you can't put them in the oven because they melt.
0: But just to recharge one, when you get it back, you just bang it in the oven, do you? And it just comes back. Yeah,
2: I do because I like them. I like them to have that little bit of crisp to them. I don't like them too soft when yeah. they've been sweating in a in a. Whatever bag, plastic or foil. I, I, I get the oven on. I turn the oven on me when I order a curry. If it's been delivered, or but I have to go around the corner and, and pick it up, which is another interesting experience. Going to pick up a curry, I think, is really important because you could sneak in a quite, quite solo pint. Quite a beer, yeah. A
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the cold walk home afterwards as well, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, you always go down immediately you've ordered it if you want that beer, don't yeah, you? Go, absolutely. Okay, I'll, go, I'll go get it and I'll go down. You know it's not gonna be ready for half an hour, so you sit at the bar a with, a, with a guy in the restaurant and a restaurant. Restaurant in my experience is always empty. I mean, I don't know how the restaurant near me survives because whenever I go in, there's no one in it. <laughs> but obviously, they feed everyone d- by delivery and pickup. And you sit there and you have a have a, a very strange sort of you know completely disconnected conversation about life with a man you p- only meet once every four weeks. Yeah, Hello. and a nice cold but beer. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like reading yours. someone else's
0: newspaper as well. It's an unexpected beer. It's something like oh, that's interesting, and that's a nice beer because I wasn't I wasn't you know this is not actually a that's
1: not I'm brilliant. I've never thought about that. I don't have the patience to read newspapers.
0: But somebody but else has
1: Headlines of somebody else who could be on a train or something. Ooh, oh, that's hey,
0: interesting. What's that? Have you finished with that yet? Absolutely, and you're desperate to read it. It's like when someone else makes you yeah. a cup of tea. It always tastes better than if you make it yourself. It's just, yeah, I think that's the thing about... It's it. like
1: eating food off a children's plate. Oh, because
0: yeah. Some people...
1: Oh, I love I, I, love, I mean... And some people <laughs> think sharing they just can't do it. I can't with they puddings. They just can't do no it.
0: Sharing with puddings for me. No. That's it's just I like to see a dish and know it's mine. I don't want someone then chipping away. I'd want you you can ch- chip away all you like, but then I just <laughs> then, want to know what I've got yeah. to play with afterwards. So have all you want and then just give me the rest and I'll deal with it. But I don't want you eating while I'm eating. I I might have saved a really good bit in the corner. Might so how a-
2: does that work for you at a curry night then, Jay, when it's it's all about Spoon fighting, right? You want to. It doesn't matter. It's not a dessert because it's
1: not a dessert. So it's only with dessert.
2: Been, only desserts, right? desserts. Yeah, I, I don't
0: mind with main. I'll share away happily on that. It's just dessert. And then,
2: does anyone have a dessert at an Indian restaurant? There's always
0: some like uh, coconut ice cream. They used
1: to. Kulfi. Yeah.
0: What's that? What's kulfi? It's
1: a. It's an Indian ice cream made with condensed milk. It used to be served in a, like a molded pyramid ice cream mm. stroke parfait, quite often with pistachios and other stuff.
0: It's not the place you want to put in, though, is it? But, uh, and also, there's not there's not many other cuisines where afterwards I feel... There, I feel there's a slight pressure on eating curry to eat it quickly enough before the the massive
1: guilt bloating begins. I'm like,
0: oh, no, I don't eat too much, and then you have to sit very quietly. Don't talk to me.
1: It is... It, I think it's... For me, it's a harder thing to eat mindfully, hmm. which I'd never thought of before, and just, you said, if you could eat mindfully... Which is what another thing of what this book is all about. You eat to feel fulfilled, but curry, <laughs> you try and eat as much as you possibly <laughs> can. <laughs> As quickly as you can before you feel full. But then you get the delayed reaction, which could be an hour later, where you're so bloated. God knows what your gut is saying to you. Your Poor little microbes are thinking, what the hell has happened? Then you're, to try to, you're meant to be going to sleep afterwards. You're meant to rest them. They've been to the gym.
0: Well, on that, on that note.
1: <laughs> on that bombshell. We
0: are basically, we're being kicked out of the curry house now. We've run out of time. They've turned the music off. Cobras run out. Um Heston. Just- uh, chairs.
1: Uh, as long as the chairs aren't being put on tables and bleach <laughs> isn't been going on the floor to clean, <laughs> yeah. then I can imagine. I can imagine that I'm the, walking past the the, the um, paisley wallpaper, the soft music, saying good night uh, before <laughs> my poor little microbes yeah oh my god what's just happened to me hitting
0: the night air and realizing you probably had one beer too many in there and then going oh it's gonna be a long walk home (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) as we stumble our way back uh tune in next week we will be opening up ovens for exploration uh but for this week james thank you ever so much for joining us for our current night out and heston until next week speak to you soon speak to you soon thanks guys